that, Yurko? Are you uh No, are, you know what? I don't have a plow guy because my driveway's usually got cars in it, mm-hmm. and so, I can't take a plow all the way up. Uh, we've, we've got the big... Uh, the snow thrower. Sure. We, we got the big dog. Yeah. 24 inches across, about 18 inches high. It can handle pretty much anything that uh, Mother Nature is going to throw at us. Mm-hmm. And the boys know how to operate it, so I don't have to go out and do it anymore. I'll go do, like, the front steps. Yes. The stoop. With, some would with say. the old shovel. You yeah. Use the shovel the, for that. The and... stoop. Mm-hmm. I'll go into the back, and I'll shovel off the back walkway up to the deck. So I'll do those little things, those little maintenance-like things that just sure. need to be done just to make sure everything's clean. Uh, but I do get a whipping of the wind mm-hmm. coming north to south, coming up my hill from the lake that's behind me. Okay. So I get what we call drifting. Ah. I get some drifting at the top of that hill, which usually kind of puts the sidewalk anywhere from about three feet. I mean, it could be three feet on one, one side of the sidewalk. Five feet across, it could be two inches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the craziest thing in the world. Never, never know quite where you, when you're yeah, going to get until you get out there exactly, and actually take it in. Exactly. But I'm, I'm excited. It's the first snowfall of the year. Well, you're also it's the ex- first big snowfall of the year. Yeah. Well, so you get excited about the first big snowfall Why of the not? year? Yeah, I, I got the coffee going or the hot chocolate. I, I guess the way you have it yeah. set up, I can oh, see why absolutely. you do get excited about that as we have the lovely Tracy Butler entering the studio. And the this cool is her thing. time. Absolutely. Know? This is her. Because when it's sunny now, out and everything's beautiful, nobody really cares about Tracy Butler. But when <laughs> it gets stormy and it gets salty and it gets, oh, you got to go over salty. to the other side. Sorry. You're salty. Uh, you're the salty one. I'm just saying this is your time. This is when you come to the forefront, you and the rest of the weather crew. So yeah. is this this is your Super Bowl? This uh, what we have on on store? That's right. You Huge. know what? It it depends on how you define a weather Super Bowl. Quite okay. frankly, so here's the thing: we're not going. I mean, to you're get... not going to cry like Skilling did, uh, you know, on the watch call. That was the. You're not going to start eclipse. bawling like a baby on the air. Oh, oh it's snowing! <laughs> no. Uh, that was the eclipse, and that was, was very emotional for a lot of people. Okay, you know what? Well, I'm having a very emotional day today. Are so. you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm. T- I do too. Well, My well, ejector we're, we're, pit went bad, and it looks like I no. spent fifteen hundred dollars. So I mean, I'm very emotional. No, what's going on? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, he know. Well, he'll know in a second because I did alert him. Obviously, oh. what what has you a little emotional as well? NFL legend Franco Harris. That's right. We have world's biggest yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers fan in the studio. That's true. Which we will get to. We will get okay, to. We'll get to that. We'll get to. Yeah, we have plenty of time allotted for Franco Harris. Don't when worry. He was playing though. Oh my god, Mike. Okay, we'll we'll yeah, get. Let's get the weather first. first. Then we'll let's get focus. to okay. remembering focus. a great. I'm having a hard time focusing. Quit defending skilling. Let it's, me go after. I can never focus when I'm around you. Anyway, okay. So here's the deal. Not a major snow storm. Okay. Okay. Let's get that out there. But a major winter storm, and here's why. The main concern is going to be this wind. No joke, folks. I mean, we're looking at wind gusts that are going to persist for potentially a lengthy period of time, 50 to 60 miles per hour, okay? And especially on any north-south roads and in open areas, just when they get the snow removed, this is a light, fluffy snow, and it's going to blow right back on. You get your your driveway, yeah. you know, all taken care of, and, and you're going to and you're going to say, "Why did I do that? It's back on again." So it's the bitter cold accompanied by these really strong winds. Friday morning, we'll probably wake up to wind chills as cold as thirty five below zero, Oof. and 
okay, and a lot of people say, oh, no, it gets cold. cold in Chicago, no, right? No, 35 below but, zero is different. Yeah, yeah. it is different. Yeah. And we haven't dealt with this. It's not like we had a persistent pattern of really right. cold air. This is dangerous right. cold. It really is. Exposure to the minus 35 wind chill exposure in 10, 10 12 minutes. minutes could, Frostbite. Could finish you. Yeah. I mean, easily. If you're not dressed and if you're not prepared for it, which means what do we have to do with the vehicles? Well, extra blankets in the vehicles. Make sure you got a, a one gallon gas can in there just in case, in case of emergencies. Yeah, sure. Some provisions, crackers and such. Yeah. Summer Some water, sausage. Bottled water. Bottled water. Bad water. Idea. Well, listen, you get stuck. You get stuck in a drift or something. You know how they got it in a, the, just a little thing? It's Salt in plastic. You can keep it forever, and boom, you put a little out in the cracker with some cheese, and now you got substance, right? Here it goes camping out for eight hours <laughs> with some sausage. Well, okay, let's no, go hey, back to the no, scenario right. yes. on Lakeshore Drive. How long were those people on Lakeshore yes. Drive in 2012? You're right. They were stuck, and you had to get them with snowmobiles. How? People on buses. February Buses, yeah, they're not warm, those buses. Okay, follow up. How how often do you replenish your summer, summer sausage in your trunk <laughs> well, for I'm, the emergency, Yerko? It's funny. I'm Is always, it every week that you go every two days? I'm always replenishing you. my summer sausage. No, no, but I've got some here as gifts. Why am I here? <laughs> I don't know. No, I've gotten some as gifts before. <laughs> so, that's lovely. Like for the holidays here, somebody had sent me one with a little summer sausage, some chiz. And yeah, yeah. Now I'm set for the for this storm. I have it. Yerko's ready storm. to go. All right, wow. so brutally. I feel very unprepared. So Brut- give us the time frame here okay. when can we expect the first snow okay so tomorrow morning right all right i don't know what time you open your little peepers Six thirty usually okay yeah you won't see snow just yet in your neighborhood okay but to our friends well out to the west and i'm talking i-39 Geneva? west uh no yeah yeah calvin west yeah you're looking at first of all a winter storm warning that will go into effect at 9 a.m tomorrow places like DeKalb and sandwich and lasalle up to mchenry okay yeah up to freeport the pretzels up there up to freeport absolutely and so that's a winter storm warning and we will see in the city the winter storm warning goes into effect at noon i think by about you know 10 11 we start to see some light snow here in the city but it will ramp up and the afternoon evening rush tomorrow Mm. is going to be very very challenging i'm going to stay at home i was going to say it might be a good day to work from home is it possible uh, is it prudent on our part we got a buddy getting married on the December 31st, the New Year's Eve. We were thinking about going out for his bachelor party tomorrow night. Would we have to cancel that type of thing? (laughs) Really? Do you think we should cancel? I think it might be advised. Okay, we're going to cancel it then. (laughs) Okay, we're going to go to dinner, and then we're going to go to Club 390, have a little fun, (laughs) you know? But we're going to cancel that, it looks like. That's what I need to do. I I would recommend rescheduling. The evening festivities will be canceled then. We will send the memo out right now. All right. Yurko's making, making a call based on Tracy Butler's Tracy, expertise. Your I, expertise is why wow, I'm doing I it. I really hope this forecast verifies. By Saturday when the Bears play, okay. we should be okay? Here's the thing. No falling snow during the Bears game, but Cold. at kickoff, the wind chill will be 10 below. The wind chill is going to be between 10 and 15 below the entire game. Is it going to be blown by 10, uh, like 10 to 20, or You're, is it going to be 15 to 25? It's going to be more 15 to 20. Oh, it's still going to be a, a hard you know? wind. Out of the north? Yeah. Out of the out west, north? a little northwest. West northwest. West northwest. Okay. okay. And I heard you talking yesterday, even west-northwest wind, little slight jog can really yeah. impact oh, can. all parts yeah. of the game. Absolutely. Yes. Crosswind's yeah. worse than a, a tailwind or a headwind. The crosswind is the worst. Should we keep the Edmund Fitzgerald off the big lake they call Gitchagumi? <laughs> 
Should we not have, should we put a maritime warning out there too? Do we have to start singing? Lake Mi- no, we don't want <laughs> okay. it. It's the longest song in the history of man. But Lake Michigan, we've got a small craft warning, I'm assuming. Uh, we will. We will, yeah. Small craft uh, warning. Should... Like anybody's got a, a small craft. craft out there anymore. Well, your yeah, duck right. hunters will go out. The snottier it is, the more likely. But they need a south wind. The north wind's going to keep them out. But they could be in the base Are as you... long as they're not locked up. You're saying I should be doing a duck hunting Duck forecast? hunting. For the duck hunters, yeah. The snottier it is, the better the duck hunters love it. Oh, a new meteorological term, yeah, snottier. Snotty. Work that in next yeah. time. Uh, I may have chance, to. Tracy. I'm telling you. Tracy, you just, just cut uh, your hair. No! She looks like she cut your... You, it looks like you cut your hair. Uh, no, I didn't. And this is the craziest thing. And I don't know how many of your listeners can relate you to that. You got some volume, though. But two months ago, all of a sudden, I started getting this curly hair, which I've never had oh my whole life. My dad has hay hair. I've had <laughs> hair that glues to my head my whole life until right. about two months ago. What's going on? I have no idea. Oh, boy. And no, I'm not I didn't with say anything. child or anything like I that. Say, I know that. I didn't just, say anything. I'm making sure. I, mean, I know what you think. What in the world is wrong with you? Me? Yes. <laughs> I get around him and I just I, feel like I'm yelling. You turn into the best time. part of yourself, right. Tracy. Yes, That's maybe, all. He brings out the best in everybody. Now let's talk it's about undeniable. good old number 32. Oh, my God. Him and number 20. What a Rocky backfield. Blyer. Yes, yes. I had a Rocky Blyer jersey. I'm not surprised. So Vietnam hero, you know that. Yes, I do yes. know that. Um, my dad and my uncle were at the Immaculate Reception were game. They? Yeah, but the funny part of that story is... If you know my dad, he always likes to leave in the seventh inning. Oh, boy. Oh, he did not. Or the... Um, beat sure. the traffic. He's a beat, beat the, the traffic, traffic guy. Seven minutes left in the fourth He's quarter. He's a beat oh. the traffic oh, guy. Oh, no. The traffic guy. He they heard it on the radio. to leave. Myron then Cope. He heard Myron it from Myron Cope. Cope. And the terrible towel. Yeah. And, but they heard like a ruckus, so they run back in and they saw it. Oh, they so they did, did catch get it. get to see it. They so heard must a ruckus. They, they so did they really see it, or like did they? Something really did they see exciting? Franco as he was, you know, my dad? Well, they weren't they quite out it. the building. They weren't quite yeah. out yeah. the they building. They were going out of, you they know, they're up the stairs. To leave. Got it, got it. Because yeah. you see what I'm saying. If you yeah. start to oh, hear yeah. the crowd, the ovation yeah. go. It's all already of a sudden, done. It's yeah. actually happened. But no, it's like gearing up for and they got to see the tail end of it. And which we should. For anybody who's just joining us and you're unaware, the uh, legendary Franco Harris Hall of Famer uh, died today at the age of 72. Really unfortunate, too. Of course, n- terrible news. But in addition to that, it is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception on Saturday night when they were going to honor Franco Harris and actually retire his number. I'm, they still will uh, in the game between the Raiders and Steelers. But just uh, a real bummer to wake up to that news when he was so close. I do wonder why sometimes they wait so long to retire Legends numbers. If yeah. it's in the mix, like he hasn't done anything in the last 40 years to change, you know, what he's done. NFL yeah. candidacy. Like for, the Rooney's finally get about to what, what they get a grant from the <laughs> government and they finally got some money to put it up. I mean, what's going on? But just a, yeah, a bummer to hear so the legendary de- so deserve it honor. though. Of course. Oh. Yeah. He's one of the all time greats. And, uh, just, just a bummer to wake up to that news. So, sure. so Tracy, real quickly to recap. Yes. Okay, so uh, okay. south, like southern suburbs, how much are they going to get? Oh, we're going back to weather. Sorry, I just wanted, okay. I just wanted, I just <laughs> wanted to get... <laughs> but this is not a major snow event. This is a major wind event. Thank you. Major winter storm versus major snowstorm. So I do want to be really clear about that. Um, we're looking at two to six inches of accumulation. I think the six is going to be more like... Um, let's say East Chicago, okay. Gary, uh, possibly my, my neck of the neck. Yes, 
You're, you know, yeah. over your neck of the neighborhood, right. the, That's lake, be lake effect. the lake is going to be yeah. concerned. And so we're us, looking, yeah. yeah, from Portage on east, we're looking at greater than eight inches of snow, most likely up to about a foot. But here in Chicago, I'm looking at probably three or four. Okay. And most of the area is probably looking to come in between two and four. Chicago West. And you're saying, so tomorrow night, the commute home, if you're working tomorrow yeah. on Thursday, that could be a little bit dicey yes. if you can, if, it, if, if, if it's all, all possible, you have the ability to work from home. Tomorrow might be a good day to take advantage of that. Or if you can skip out early as well, probably helps the situation. I think it's a really good idea. And if you can't, you better stock up your trunk with some right. summer sausage. Yes. Exactly. That's what you need to do. Where summer can I sausage. go get some of that right now? Uh, I, you, you can go to any of your local stores. You, you don't know, have any extra up no, there on the summer. No, no, I took mine home. Uh, I'm always taking mine with me. Uh, (laughs) This is also a major migration day for the birds and the ducks. Oh, goodness. If you're already up here and with the snow that's going to come, even if it's uh, two to four inches or two to six inches, this this north wind helps them get south quick. Start flying. So they get up, climb about 25,000 feet, and they're cruising along. They'll be down in Louisiana no time, having yeah. themselves a little uh, etouffee and enjoying. Yeah, and pack up and get you. out of here. How about, yeah. um, so what about for the uh, Christmas holiday? Obviously, a lot of people okay. celebrate on Christmas Eve as well. But right. so this winter storm, this winter uh, Sunday, what's wind it look events, yeah, Sunday? what are we looking at? If you're trying to get around out and about on Sunday, it will be dry. We'll see sun, but it will be cold. Okay. Not as windy, but temperature at best on Sunday probably get up to about 10 degrees. One of the coldest Christmas days yeah, we have really time. had. Since 83, yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, probably late 80s. Yeah, yeah, it was a good year for me. Was it? Yeah. A lot of summer uh, sausage. Any, any idea about the flights cancellation? You've been out to the airport. You send somebody out there to check out what's oh, yeah. happening out there. Yeah. Flights being there canceled. There has been a lot Wind is dangerous of for adjustment. Flights. Yeah. yeah. You know, cold is not well, bad for flights. And de-icing, that's going to slow a lot, of, uh, a lot of flights uh, yeah. as well. What about around the NFL, Tracy? It's not just here, obviously. There's going to be some frigid temperatures around the United States, right? All around. I mean, and I was looking, I didn't have a chance to look at all the games that mm-hmm. you had sent to me, but I know the Pittsburgh game. Of course I looked sure. that one up. Windchill's probably going to be about five below okay. at kickoff for that game. And of course the Bears game, as I said. Um, but this is a this is a system, and I talked about it earlier this week, that's affecting the eastern half of the country okay. with the bitter cold all ten the way day, down into Dallas. Ten-day system? We're going to have this for about ten days? No. This bitter cold? Or are we going to get No, I think we see a little break nice. toward the new year. Oh, Just heavens. in time for Above your buddy's freezing. wedding. That's right. Thank Maybe you. Maybe you have a... Can you have a bachelor party after the wedding? No, you can't do that. They usually frown upon that. Usually the bride has a problem at that point. Yeah. Just trying to help a I guy out. Uh, Thank you. All right, Tracy, as we let you go, any last words, though, on uh, your uh, the loss of uh, greats and your, yeah, Franco uh, Harris? Anything I'm else? I'm so sad. Wave your terrible towels in his honor, folks. I know I will be. No doubt about it. Tracy, thanks for uh, Thank hopping in. We do thanks, appreciate guys. it, as always. Tracy Butler of ABC7. Of course, you see her weather forecasts every morning there. Uh, we are inside the Old National Bank studio here on ESPN 1000. Meller in for Carmen on Carmen and Yerko. Listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
Carmen and Yurko, Meller in for Carmen today here on ESPN 1000 as we talk Bears and Bills with the weather. We just got you an update with Tracy Butler there, what you can expect, obviously, if you missed it. Uh, she said, not so much the snow we're concerned about here. It's the wind, the 35 to 50 mile per hour winds, a wind chill tomorrow, which uh, she said, Friday, right? Uh, of uh, potentially 35 below. So that's going to be nasty. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be chilly. So, yeah, make sure you bundle up if you're out and about on front on Friday. Yurko has already put out the word that there may be a cancellation of a bachelor party for Friday night. Well, uh, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. I'm Thursday sorry, Thursday night. Tomorrow, because that's when it's going to start, yeah, obviously. So, And uh, I, I told the story. It's already been canceled. I mean, the, it's official? Yeah, it's official. It's All already right. been canceled. But... I made it seem like it was going to happen, and I was the guy making the decision. And it was a dinner. Yeah. We we're going to a dinner. Okay. And then if a couple of the fellas happened to go someplace else, that would have been a couple of fellas going someplace a, else. A dinner. Yes, yes. Quotation. Yes. But no, um, it was a dinner. You're an entertainer. I give we're it. still going to have that dinner next week when it warms up go. a little bit. Sure. You, I'll, I'll give you credit. You sold it like it was happening uh, right at the top there. So I was I not it's what uh, I do. aware. It's of... already been canceled. It was canceled yesterday. Makes sense. Because yeah, we've all got common sense. Prudent right? decision there. Prudent decision. Thank you. And as we mentioned, though, with uh, Tracy Butler there, lifelong Steelers fan, the passing of Franco Harris, we found out about that. He was 72 years old. Real bummer because the Saturday night's Pittsburgh Steelers Raiders game at Heinz Field was going to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And if you have not heard the Immaculate Reception, last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Franco Harris has it. And he's Here's the miracle of all miracles. 50 years on Saturday, the Immaculate Reception, which I would argue is the most iconic play in NFL history, Yerk. Now, there have been some others that have, I think, maybe the catch right. in With San Dwight Francisco. Clark. Yeah, that one has um, kind of... You, they got to be named, though. If they don't have their own individual name, name like the Immaculate Reception, the catch... You know, uh, the Music City Miracle. Miracle certainly. Right? Frank Wycheck. Right. Yep. So the lateral. It's got to have its name. If it doesn't have a name, yeah. then I don't think it qualifies. That's the, why the, the Immaculate Reception. When we, it's not a play, but the drive comes the drive. to mind in Cleveland for uh, John Elway and the Broncos. Well, the fumble. Wasn't the, the, that, that was a fumble? That was a year, right? A year later? Yes, Ernest Biner, yeah. Right, Ernest Biner fumbling. They call it the fumble in Cleveland. That is true. That's all they call it. You mean the fumble? Yeah, they know exactly what it means. So, uh, Franco Harris, though, the Hall of Fame Steelers running back, dies at the age of 72. And it's a bummer because, like I said, they were set to retire his number on Saturday where he was obviously going to be the man of honor there. And uh, just, just, I don't understand why uh, teams wait as long as they do. Like, you know... It's 72 years old. Well, they old. probably pushing... dropped the ball up there. And, yeah. you know, they probably have Stallworth Bradshaw up there. You know, how many guys from the same team can you put up there? But he is in the Hall of Fame. Yes. You'd think naturally he'd be in your ring of honor. They'd retire his jersey or his Pittsburgh in the same breath as the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. Please don't retire any more jerseys. You've got no more numbers left. 
So, I mean, you got Stallworth, you got Lynn Swan, you got Terry Bradshaw, you got Mike Webster. I mean, there's four guys on the offense, and half the defense is in the Hall of Fame. Now, yeah, Franco Harris, uh, Hall of Famer, had eight seasons of over 1,000 yards rushing, including, I believe, six in a 14-game season. Yes. So that was back when it actually mattered to yeah. get 1,000 yards rushing. When it meant something, mm-hmm. you yes. know, to get 1,000 yards. It meant something to get 1,000 yards. And that's why when O.J. got 2,014 games, that really meant something. Sure. Yeah, it's in 1973 for that. But you look back, I caught a lot of Steeler football in the city of Chicago. And I don't know what the television rules at the time, but I remember watching a lot of Cleveland okay. with Brian Sipe and the Cardiac Kids. I remember watching a lot of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and maybe Sype was with, uh, no, Sype was, Sipe was with, with Cleveland. Cleveland. He yeah. won the MVP. With and then Cleveland it was Ken one, Anderson yeah. over in Cincinnati, yep. and then it was uh, our guy uh, Terry Bradshaw in Pittsburgh. We caught a lot of that for some reason or another. I don't know if the Bears games were being blacked out at the time because they couldn't sell out home games. Road games you'd be able to see. I'm just trying I, to remember you know in the thinking, 70s, I think it, 75, I, 76, why am I now, seeing a lot of Pittsburgh games? Or I think this was, was it still trying to hook the NFL fan, and they were offering doubleheaders on both sides of town, CBS and NBC. But I saw a lot of Pittsburgh when yeah, I was Yeah, so there. in the 70s, you know, that was about 10, 15 years after the merger of the AFL right. NFL. And so I think you had, and correct me if any of this is wrong, because this is going off of what I've read and know, but I obviously didn't experience it firsthand. But I believe the AFC at that point, formerly the AFL for the most part, right, was, you know, on NBC, right? Right. So the AFC that, was on NBC, yes. I think that's probably why, you know, p- people in Chicago, maybe if you weren't, you know, because the Bears were so bad at the time, maybe you did adopt an AFC team like Pittsburgh, maybe maybe like the Raiders, who were often on right. NBC. And San Diego, especially if the Bears were on, you'd catch the second game, okay. which was either the Raiders, San Diego, somebody from out west that was going to be able to play for you. And you'd be able to take a look at Seattle at that time when they came into the league. I think it was in 78. Kingdom. something. Yeah, the Kingdom. I think Seattle ended up coming into the league at one point. Um, so you'd catch a little bit of that out there, too. Denver, you catch. I mean, that's how I know Randy Gratishar mm-hmm. and, you know, all those great uh, uh, the, 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 the punt returner that they had up there, Rick Upchurch. So you see a lot of that stuff. Haven Moses. So he's catch a lot, but you'd catch your AFC to figure out exactly what the hell was happening over there. We got a ton of Pittsburgh stuff. They were the best team in the league. They won four, four straight Super Bowls. Super Bowl. sure. Or well, no, they yeah. won two, lost one. I mean, one, two, didn't go, I think. Then they won two more. Um, and they were the team. They were the team in the late 70s. Yep. That was the team you were looking for. They had two running backs, Franco Harris, and the guy that was a Vietnam vet, Purple Heart winner, Rocky Blyer. They were both teammates. I think they each rushed for 1,000 yards. At some in the point, same season, in the or was same it? season that he each rushed for a thousand yards in the same season, uh, I think uh, Walter Payton and Roland Harper may have done it or come. Roland Harper was so close to getting it. You know, that's back when you had two running backs and each guy was going to get the ball and each one was going to have a chance to go ahead and gain some yardage when they ran the ball. They only threw the ball about twenty times a game back then. Yeah, it was. But they used to run the living hell out of the football. league. Was completely different, obviously. Yeah. W- like, except for San Diego. You know what's interesting is like when you look at Hall of Fame quarterbacks from who played in the you know the late sixties into the seventies, early eighties before Bill Walsh really revolutionized the short passing game. Right, you had guys like Terry Bradshaw who had completion percentages below fifty percent. Right, yes. and yeah. oftentimes an interception total that would match their career touchdown passing total. And But that didn't matter because the whole idea of passing the ball would be, all right, 
maybe it was a play action and bombs away, right? You'd right. be throwing the ball frequently uh, 30, there, 40 there, yards downfield. There like downfield. four routes. <laughs> yes. You know, a, deep, like, a deep in, a comeback to the sideline, a post pattern, and a bomb. Like You won't get this reference, but it was like Tech Mobile. You had four plays. You, your your yep. receiver would run four routes, and that was all you had to go off of. That's right. And uh, But for the most part, you would rely on your running game. To get the job done, running in defense, right? That's what won championships because it actually—that's where the cliche came from. Right. Actually, when it me- it meant, hey, if you can run the ball and play good defense, chances are you're going to be the Pittsburgh right. Steelers of the seventies. The antiquated thought back then was that two bad things can happen anytime you pass the ball: it could be incomplete or it could be intercepted. Yes, yeah, that was the antiquated thought. Two or three bad things are bad. Yeah, why would I continue to want to pass well, the ball? And, and think about it, it: that didn't even incorporate the idea of being sacked. Yeah, so. You could even make the argument maybe three or four, three or four bad things could happen uh, on a passing route. But yeah, so uh, just uh, too bad, unfortunate. Franco Harris dies at the age of seventy-two when uh, they are going to uh, remember the immaculate reception on Saturday night as the Raider, uh, the Raiders visit the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Jeff Miller in for Carmen DeFalco today. Up next, we will get back to Bears talk as the Bears host the Bills at Soldier Field. We'll talk with Courtney Cronin next here on ESPN One Thousand. getting set for the Christmas holiday on Sunday. Because Christmas is on Sunday, the NFL has adjusted their schedule. Lots of the NFL action will be taking place on Saturday, including the Bears, who will be hosting the Bills at Soldier Field with some weather, some cold weather, as we just learned from Tracy Butler not too long ago. Snow, not as big a factor as initially concerned about but it will be very very cold courtney cronin covers the bears she'll be in attendance for that one hopefully she'll be keeping warm but she also covers the bears during the week courtney is brought to you by eti school of trades school of skilled trades and she joins us now on carmen and yerko meller in for carm all right courtney are you uh ready to go have you uh decided what you're going to wear for Saturday's affair. Of course, hopefully you'll be warm in the press box, but you're still going to have to get from your car to the press box. So are you ready? Are you geared up for a cold weather game at Soldier Field on Saturday? I mean, I lived in Minnesota for the last five years, so I sure hope that I'd be prepared for something like this. But I'm fortunate that I park in the North Garage, which is underground. So I go from my my building where I live to my car, which will hopefully be warm, going into the garage and then into the stadium. The, here's like the thing that people don't know. When you go from the press box to the locker room, that's the walk that can really get you. Because, yes, you're going through the bowels of Soldier Field, but that thing is cold. So you have to be dressed up like in full winter gear going like on that walk because you could get like frostbite per- potentially considering how cold it's going to be uh, this Saturday. So that's the part I hope that most people are prepared for, not expecting that it's going to be a warm walk. The, you know, the 500 yards you've got to make it from the press box once you get down into the bowels of the stadium. So obviously we expect that you will be okay, but how are the Bears planning to prepare <laughs> for some brutally cold weather? What have you uh, learned from some of the people you've had a chance to listen to throughout the week so far? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because, like you had mentioned, Meller, it's more of the cold than it's going to be the snow and how that affects the passing game. I know that Luke Getty today said, you know, the best way to stay warm is to play violent football and 
Personally, I can't imagine wanting to get smacked when it's negative 20 real field temps outside. Uh, and that's going to be playing into, I think, you know, the overall feel of the game. But I'd be more concerned about the wind. Like, that sounds like that's going to be the determining factor for what their offensive game plan and for Buffalo, too, what that's going to look like. Because if it's, you know, these wind gusts, and I've seen Tracy's reports you know, throughout the last couple of days, if it's upwards of, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour, that's going to affect how the ball travels. So I imagine if we're seeing really heavy winds, they're going to be leaning heavily on David Montgomery, on Khalil Herbert, who is still on injured reserve, but he's been activated to come back to practice. And of course, Justin Fields, you know, he's eyeing that record. He wouldn't mind breaking it. The, the quarterback rushing record set by Lamar Jackson a couple of years ago you're going to be looking at a heavy dose of run of a run game, probably from both teams. And I know that when I was talking with Waddle and Sylvie about this yesterday, you know, think back to the Buffalo Patriots game last year in, in the wild card round where they asked Mac Jones to throw only a handful of times because the weather there was so miserable. I bet you, I bet you would see a similar product from the bears and the bills this time around, should those temps and really should the wind make it impossible to throw the ball? Uh, Tevin Jenkins, he was taken off on a backboard, and then I hear the other day he's day to day. What exactly happened? He was Tevin a limited Jenkins? participant yeah. yesterday. Well, what, what yeah. happened on the field there that all of a sudden he's uh, ready to almost rock and roll here? Yeah, so this will be our first time, first chance today to talk to him, Yurko, okay. uh, in the locker room. So, like, in, yesterday was a walkthrough, so they that was an estimation on the injury report of of what would happen if they were doing a full practice but you know i was we were all surprised to see and to hear that he has a chance to to be practicing this week let alone a chance to be playing on on saturday and that's it, it feels like they escaped a really scary situation where he was face down in the ground at soldier field for quite a couple minutes before they were able to get a stretcher out there to, to flip him over. And, I mean, this is not a small individual. It's a big guy. That's something that, you know, they had to be very deliberate and very careful with. And he was, you know, he was transported to the hospital. After he left Soldier Field, he was able to get, you know, discharged pretty quickly. But it's it's remarkable that he was limited in practice. The, you know, he was limited on the estimation yesterday. And we'll see here shortly what he does at practice. But the fact that he has a chance for this week. I mean, if you're limited, you know, you, you'll, he, I mean, he might be questionable for the game on Saturday. It is a shorter week. I just feel like you want to be cautious with something like that because neck injuries, as we know, are nothing to play with. Anything dealing with the spinal cord is nothing to play with. So we'll see, but you know, it, it could lead to more shuffling on the offensive line. And, and we asked Luke Getsy about that today where, You've got Cody White here dealing with a knee injury. Tevin Jenkins dealing with a neck injury. Riley Reese has an illness. He was DNP yesterday during the walkthrough. Um, they could be moving guys around yet again this weekend. I was going to ask you about Cody White here. I'm glad you mentioned there, Courtney. Uh, so the question, though, is at this point, how about uh, Luke Getze's response in regards to Valus Jones? Did you guys have an opportunity to ask him about that, or were you guys more focused on other areas on the offense? He didn't talk about Valus today. I know that Matt Eberflus had, had mentioned it, you know, the last couple of days, and certainly he wasn't happy about that coming out of the game on Sunday, where he said that he didn't like that. The fumbling has been an issue, and I just, I wonder how much more, like how much longer of a leash Valus has, because this is not something 
that has been confined to special teams. It's something that we're seeing now offensively, and you've got to take care of the football. That has to be like your number one priority as a football player, ball security. So I I think that if they get, and it looks good because Nikhil Harry was a full, again, estimation on the participation report at practice yesterday during a walkthrough, but if you can get Nikhil Harry back, if you can get Chase Claypool to where he can play, and he was upgraded to limited yesterday, that probably pushes Valus Jones a little bit further down the depth chart, which isn't good for him because he's trying to stick. It's just, you know, some of these issues, they're repeated issues, and they keep popping up. Speaking of uh, another void for the Bears here, Jack Sanborn was placed on injured reserve. Oh who's boy. The, who's yeah. the next man? I mean, and it's kind of funny because at this point Sanborn's been a revelation and Bears fans have been mm-hmm. very pleasantly surprised by what they've seen from him. He's one of the few guys on defense who's made an impact since the trade of Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Who's next man up now that Jack Sanborn's done for the season? Yeah, I mean, Joe Thomas had a good game the other day and I think that was important to see. It's unfortunate for Jack Sanborn and I know that Matt Eberflus said yesterday that if this was something that happened earlier in the year, he'd probably have a, a chance to come back and play, but because there's three games left. That's why they put him on IR because it's going to take him more than three games to recover. You know, that's a that's a spot that's been hit with a little adversity lately. And so, I mean, even I think it was Matt Adams in the late, later in the game last week went out with injury. So, you're you're probably looking at calling somebody up from the practice squad potentially. I know that they signed a linebacker. I think it was Elijah Lee yesterday or Monday. Um, you know, that clearly was a depth move that they had to make because they were, you know, they feared the worst, the Sanborn injury, that that was somebody who's not going to be able to finish out the year. But I think, you know, at that spot, now you're going to get a chance to see guys who haven't had that much of an opportunity and certainly guys who are brand new to this team playing this week. But, you know, they're fortunate that Nick Morrow's still healthy. Joe Thomas, again, as I said, had a good game last week. Those are going to be who they lean on. Now, I know he hasn't been activated yet, but it sounds like Khalil Herbert will be back for the Bears. Yeah, it definitely is trending that way. And, and everything that Matt Eberflus has said about that and, and seeing Herbert cut in practice and the way that he's moving is promising. And I know they're excited to get their one-two punch back because, you know, while David Montgomery had 91 yards from scrimmage last week, a touchdown rushing and a touchdown through the air, I think that they're more dynamic when they have two of them because it's an offense that's built on running backs by committee. So being able to to get Khalil Herbert back in, that's a different style of runner than David Montgomery. And you'll probably see the split in terms of carries and situationally where both are used. That helped the, the run game feel a little bit more balanced because in Herbert's absence, it wasn't like they were – giving his snaps to Treston Ebner or Darrington Evans, I mean, on a consistent basis to where you still saw that same split, mostly a kind of like a maybe a 65-45 if I'm doing my math right on that. Um, it was really heavy on David Montgomery, which is fine. I think he did okay with that. But they're excited to be able to have Khalil Herbert back, and I think that that's a good sign for the future too because we don't know what the future holds for David Montgomery and what Ryan Poles' philosophy is going to be. If he wants to keep him around, obviously he's a locker room leader. People love him on this team. They love him on the coaching staff. But Khalil Herbert is the future at that position regardless. He's going into his third season next year, and they really like what they have from him. So now he's going to have three more games to, to get back in a rhythm. Um, and help this offense try to grow a little bit more incrementally the next three games. With the cold temperatures and the wind at the forefront for Saturday's game, how concerned do you think the Bears are about Cairo Santos, who obviously last week 
was uh, oh not willing to go yeah. out and attempt a 48-yarder, whether it was because he didn't think he had the leg to do it or just maybe he really wasn't interested in having, adding a miss to his uh, to his uh, ledger. Yeah. yeah. Either way, how concerned do you think the Bears are about Cairo Santos, not just for the rest of the season, but maybe um, you know for his career remaining with the Bears here at this point? Yeah, I know Richard Hightower kind of downplayed that today because Cairo Santos has been so automatic up until – you know, really the last couple of weeks where you miss some kicks here and it starts to snowball, you know, the wind is going to affect that wholeheartedly. That is going to be something where they're determining, can he go from this distance? And the wind's going to be way worse, at least we expect it to be, from what it was last week where when, when he was, when they had to punt, um, I believe it was from the 33-yard line because they didn't want to attempt the 48-yard field goal. Like, that's that's absolutely going to come into play here. And I know Hightower said he didn't think it was a confidence thing. But if it's not a confidence thing, is it a physical thing? And when I asked Matt Eberflus about that following the game, he said that he didn't think it was injury-related, nothing to his knowledge. So what is it? Like, that's what we have to figure out here. If it's not confidence, like, what, what part of the execution, not confidence, not physical, all right, well, then something with the execution is wrong. So what exactly is it? And I... I don't honestly know. Like, that's the thing that's kind of, like, so baffling because, you know, at the time, I think on one of his misses, he changed the ball from a, a certain hash and to where he was kicking in the middle of the field. Maybe it's tweaking things like that. I mean, pregame is going to be a big deal for Cairo Santos and the kicking operation because they're going to get a chance to test that out at Soldier Field to see how the ball's traveling, how it feels. I mean, remember, the ball's going to feel a lot different when you kick it when it's frozen versus, like, a normal – you know, indoor temperature, uh, or I guess a ball that if you were kicking indoors, it would feel differently or in better condition. So that's absolutely going to come into play for this team on, on you know, PATs, on field goals, and, and how they're going to want to approach the game if the conditions are not favorable for, for Cairo Santos and given where he's at right now. Courtney, I will leave you with this. A wise old bear named Tom Waddle once gave Wayne Larvey the advice bring a jacket on his way to call a Bears play-by-play game. I will add the addendum, bring a jacket for your walk to the locker room after the game, all right? Yes, I actually gave that advice to some of the reporters that are coming in from Buffalo, and I also blame them because everywhere there's been weather issues this year, albeit like the the Detroit relocation that they had to to do for that game against, I believe it was Cleveland and then there was the the Jets game where that was ugly, you know. Also, now like they're bring they're the ones bringing this weather. So let's just go ahead and like blame Buffalo as an entire city because I haven't seen any other team have any sort of weather issues like this. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's their fault. Uh, I will co-sign that as always. All right, Courtney, <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Thank Take you. care. Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN and for ESPN 1000. You can follow her on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. I'm Jeff Meller in for Carmen today on Carmen and Yurko. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko 64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Jeff, real quickly, it's eight five 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 MJ died. I forgot the five. That's important. Yeah, you can only uh, call a number if you've got those seven digits in the area code. Doesn't work with six anymore. Yeah, you, you need them all. Yes.
You do need them all, yes, absolutely. We've advanced seven digits on the phone number. Believe it or not, I tried to call a number today, and they told me I had to dial the area code, even though my area code was the same. The area code. That, yeah. Yes, I've uh, run into that problem like, at what? times over the last decade, and it does. Well, what is odd is that sometimes you need to call it, other times you don't. So really kind of like mix and match. What, do, what am I doing here? All right, Yerk, so as Tracy Butler informed us at the top of the show, it is... The snow is not so much the issue that the Bears need to worry about on Sunday. It is the wind. Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday. Thank you, Yerk. Yerk, Merk. Thank you, Merk. Um, but the brutal cold and the snow uh, and the wind is what's going to be the big factor in Saturday's game. What's do you know what the coldest game you played in? Yeah, December 26, 1993, zero degrees, minus twenty with the wind chill. Minus twenty with the wind chill. Yeah. And you did mention that, but yeah. so. Was there a moment when you were just like in game and you were like... The feet were the worst thing that was happening. My okay. feet was trying to keep them warm. Even when you're playing, you know, you get off the field, then you've got to rest while the offense is on the field. Uh, e- even with the hot box, even with the, the heaters would... coming into them, the chairs, the white chairs where you could stick your feet back in yes. there. It took a little time to get them warm. But if we were out there, say, for eight plays... yeah. It, it was cold again. That, that was my question: Is yeah. was it worse being on the sidelines where you were getting warm, or actually on the field of play? Because when you're in the midst of the game, sometimes it feels like they had the big jackets for you. You put yes. the big jackets on you that wouldn't allow anything in there. The bench you were sitting on was warm, and your feet were warm, and your hands were inside the the big jacket. Sure. So yeah, you were fine there. there. It, it wasn't any issues on the sidelines. Is the most comfortable place you can be. There you go. But if you get caught in an extended drive or an extended series... Yes, you could be miserable. That's where it becomes a problem. And if one of the coaches needs you and he wants you to go in and substitute and you can't get that damn jacket off... Oh, boy. And and that doesn't allow you to get in for the next play, the coach will tell you, take the yes. jacket hey. off when we're on defense. Take it off. Be ready to and go. And be ready to go in. Easier, do not put it on. Easier said than done, yeah. though, right? When you're standing on the well, sidelines, course. it's like I either want to be in the game or in the jacket, right. but there there can't be an in-between. But I can you see. need to be able to get out of the jacket to get into the game if you have to get into the game. Like receivers, you yeah. know, four wide, all of a sudden they're over there fighting with buttons on a jacket or a zipper. Yeah. No, you can't have it. No. You can't have it. So. I will say, too, this is, uh, Merkin was asking me about this yesterday. This is... Generally, when it comes to fantasy football, because most people are in the playoffs right now. I am in the playoffs. You're looking at the, this is, you do need to take into account the weather. Now, I will say, I try not to let it be a huge factor because oftentimes it's impossible to predict what the weather elements are going to be when you actually get into the game. Right. But as Saturday rolls around, day of, right, and we have a better handle on what type of wind conditions, it's the wind that is most concerning for fantasy purposes. If you can avoid using a kicker, in a brutal game like Sunday, like I like obviously Cairo Santos should not be on a roster. Nobody's roster. But uh Tyler Bass, for instance, the Bills kicker, he's probably been on a lot of teams because they score a lot of points. If you have Stefan Diggs, you're concerned. Yes, absolutely. Because is again, Dawson Knox their tight end? He is. If you have Dawson Knox, you're concerned also. And he had a big week yeah. last Saturday against the Dolphins right. in a snow game, but the wind wasn't nearly right. A big a problem as we expect it to be this Saturday. So yeah, if, if you've got Green Bay or Miami, you're feeling pretty good because the game's in Miami. Yes, and even though it's going to be chilly because they're on the East Coast, and it's going to be fifty something down there. Uh, advantage Packers in that regard. Yeah, and and listen, I'll float it out there too. I if you have Josh Allen right in your fantasy league, yeah, I'm on the fence. It depends on who your other options are. Right. I could certainly see a scenario where I might go with another quarterback over Josh Allen. Not that. You expect the Bills will probably be able to get into the end zone a couple times against the Bears defense, but 
the ceiling, I think, is capped on Josh Allen because of the potential win we're looking at uh, as the Bears host the Bills at Soldier Field on Saturday. I'm Jeff Meller in for Carmen DeFalco. The Cubs introduced their brand new signing, their $177 million man today. He had an interesting story about why the Cubs mean more to him. And also, if you went to sleep last night thinking that Carlos Correa was a giant, well, you may have woke up to the news that he's actually a Met. We'll talk about that next and how it affects all of baseball on ESPN 1000.